0: You are now tuned in to the Gifted Gab.
1: What's going on everybody? Welcome back to the Gifted Gab. I got a special 1K combos for you guys today. I've got Amal Muhammad, producer, writer, director, journalist, and reporter here with me today at the Gifted Gab. We got into her rise in the screen industries, some of the pressures and and trials and tribulations of being a, a black hijabi woman in the screen industries, and how an unprofessional email changed your life. And just like that, another episode of The Gifted Cab.
0: Shoot your shot, guys. Shoot your shot.
1: Let's get it. We're back. Welcome
0: thank you for having
1: me absolutely i feel like you know well it's the second go around i mean we had some yes. like, technical <laughs> hiccups and stuff yeah. like that but you're here that's okay yeah you know okay. i mean i figured we could just get right into it i mean like yes. you've been yeah. doing a lot of work in tv media production like what is like how did you get into it what is your story because i know that you didn't take a traditional route most people we do see on television you know they go to like uh, like a, tech, a technological institute, like a Nate, or if you're in Toronto, like a Seneca or a Centennial, they do like a diploma. You didn't have that. You didn't do that at all.
0: Yes, correct. Yeah. I, um, for me, it's a funny story. Um, I, six years ago, I graduated from uh, business and banking. So I went to school. I studied business, banking. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I figured, you know, my immigrant parents, they wanted me to study some sort of program, so that's why I pursued it. Um, When I finished uh, my studies, I realized, okay, I actually want to pursue media, but I wasn't sure how to go about it. So I remember I reached out to Shaw TV Edmonton, so they had, like, a local community show going on, and so I sent them an email straight up. I was like, hey, I want to know what it's like to work in the media industry. Can I volunteer? Can I see what it's like to work like behind the scenes um they replied to my email and I was like surprised I didn't think they would like you know reach out to me and give me the opportunity so um I spoke with like one of the producers there and they had me on board so I was with them for two years I was able to gain experience learn what it's like to produce direct write report and it was really fun I'm not gonna lie I learned a lot about editing. Um, I was able to do a couple of segments on my own, um, and it aired on their platform. And then from that experience, I was discovered from uh, through Omni. So if you're familiar with Omni, um, I
1: think Multicultural Television. Yes, yeah.
0: yes. So they had a show called Somalis in Alberta. So they needed a community producer at the time. So they reached out to me. They're like, hey. Um, so you're based here, you have experience, you speak Somali and English. Um, we want to hire you. So and at that time, was yeah. there
1: much representation? Like, did you see yourself it, in media at all at that point? Or
0: that's no? the thing. Like, when I, one of the reasons why I didn't want to go to school for media is because I didn't think it was possible. I didn't see people that looked like me, especially like in Alberta. Most reporters that you saw on TV were whites. You know, um, and especially like being a black Muslim of black Muslim woman of color wearing the hijab.
1: It's a double your double minority. Yeah, right?
0: it's a, yeah. So to me, it was like, um, yeah, I don't think it's gonna happen. But then at the same time, I thought, you know what, someone needs to do it. Um, why not me? Like, I could, you know, make history and become the first hijabi reporter in Alberta. Uh, so, I was there before. Yeah. Was there
1: like knowing? that there wasn't like you said yourself, you didn't really see yourself mm-hmm. represented. So you didn't think there was a chance. Did that kind of ease the pressure off a little bit or was there more pressure because of that?
0: I think, um, uh, for me, there was more pressure. Um, but for me, it was like, it was something that I was very passionate about and I just wanted to do something that I love. That's, that's, basically, that was my goal, and also, I I knew someone had to do it, so I figured, if not me, then who will? If not now, then when, you know? Um, this will benefit not just only me, but, like, my community. They will get representation, um, my future children, and their children, and then, you know, the next generation, so um, I just wanted to make a difference in not just my life, but, like, in my community as well, so, um, I took it in me, I went out of my way, and I tried to, I guess you could say I, I worked really hard, you know, I, I reached out to Shaw TV, and um, so when they gave me the opportunity, thankfully I was discovered um, through Omni, and uh, so I was with Omni for almost three years, and at the time, I'm not going to lie, I was doing a one-hour show on my own, it was a crazy experience. Like, looking back at it, I don't even know how I did it. That's but.
1: actually so impressive. So it's so hard to produce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard.
0: It's hard to produce. It's hard to, especially, like, a one-hour show every week. There's a deadline. I, like, looking back at it, the community's support meant everything. They had my back. They, Anytime I needed to do interviews or whenever there was an event going on, they would always reach out to me. They were very supportive, very encouraging. So I would say the Somali community in Edmonton really had my back. And if it weren't for them, I wouldn't have been able to do a one-hour show for, like, for like three years. Um, it
1: takes a village sometimes. It takes
0: a village, right? It takes a village. And because of that, it gave me even more motivation to to give my community, like, more, you know, representation um especially like if you google somalis in edmonton or like somalis in alberta you'll see all these negative articles whether if it's like gang or terrorism or all that negative it's always negative it yeah is it's so always negative you know and i wanted to i wanted to change that you know i wanted to change the negative stereotype that people had about my community um and um so that really gave me um motivation i guess you could say um And then from that experience, I was able to apply to other job opportunities. So I got a job with Muslim Kids TV, um, CBC Creator Network, um, Edmonton Foundation Community, and now City News Edmonton. Uh, I work as a full-time reporter. Um, It's a really really exciting opportunity just because my background is not exactly journalism. It's more community slash documentary stories. Uh, so City News, they reached out to me. They said, hey, like we see that you're doing all these amazing things. You're in the community. You speak more than, I speak Somali and Arabic, so that kind of helps me when it came to like reaching out to more like more diverse communities. Um, so they gave me the opportunity. They were willing to train me. And I'm not going to lie, it is a bit intimidating knowing that just being in a room full of people who went to school for this and then there's me, I Obviously, like I brought something different to the table, Um, but somehow it's like it can be a little intimidating, you know. Um, But no, it's it's very. I'm so happy. Like I look back at it, I feel like I started from the bottom.
1: (laughs) 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 Good see. Started from the bottom now. Here, here.
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah. My dream is to have my own TV show Mm -hmm. someday. Yeah, inshallah, inshallah, inshallah. But, uh, yeah, I just, I love covering stories in Edmonton. Um, people always tell me, you know, you should move to Toronto. You should go to Vancouver. There's more opportunities. But I'm thinking it's like, like who's going to cover our stories here, you know? Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, we live in a multicultural um, society. S- exactly. And Edmonton, uh, it's, it's not, obviously, when it comes to, like, the media industry, it's not, we have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. I'll say
1: Absolutely,
0: that. Yeah. But... I love it here, you know, I love the media industry here, I love my co-workers. It's home. Uh, it's home, it's home.
1: Yeah, it's I find home. that, like, maybe 20 years ago, yeah, you had to move to the big city, you had to go to Toronto, you had to go to Vancouver, you had to go to LA, Yeah, you had to go to New York. But now, I think that, you know, with how decentralized media has become, mm-hmm. uh, the power of the internet, mm-hmm right? We don't really have to be in these places. Like, if you're good at what you do, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you play basketball, if you're a reporter, if you do a podcast, if you're an actor, if you're good at what you do, the right people will find you. Yeah, that's right? true, 100%. Yeah, so, like, I don't think the notion of, like, yeah, I'm moving to Toronto to pursue, like, why, like I always say, like, okay, you should outgrow your space first mm. before you pick up and go somewhere else, right? Because you don't know what you can do with Nothing. Right. With nothing at your disposal with like the bare minimum. Right. What can you do with that before you say I'm going to pick up and go somewhere else and compete with people who, you know, you go to Toronto, you know, as a producer, you might be competing with journalists who produce, edit, write, you know, maybe they do uh, a podcast on the side, maybe, you know, because it's more competitive. Yeah. Right. It gets more competitive when you go to these big centers because there's so many more people, right? Mm-hmm. But if it's if you can maximize where you're at and then say, okay, now it's time because I feel like I've outgrown this place, that's totally different. Yeah. But too many people think that we have to be here, we have to be there.
0: Yeah, they don't realize the competition is high over there, you know? Um and end of the day, it's like you you can you can create your own opportunities here, you know? Like for me, for example, no one really Yes, you could say people reached out to me and they gave me opportunities, but, like, end of the day, it's like I had to work my way up. I had to, you know, um, like, work hard on my skills. I had to learn how to edit, how to report, um, you know, how to gain connections and all that. So you really have to create your own opportunities end of the day. Uh, You can't go to a certain city and expect all these work you know um to just fall in your lap exactly right? exactly exactly and,
1: and you took you took a no excuses approach yeah. right you didn't have no education you just reached out to someone and asked and i think that takes a lot of humility mm-hmm. you know because most people they'll go the other route they'll be like, oh i have this degree i have this i have that and nobody wants to hire me it's like well did you just try to email yeah randomly and say hey i want to." it's so it's actually it wasn't
0: even a professional email too (laughs) (laughs) now that i look back at it
1: (laughs) why was it professional
0: i think i think the way i wrote it
1: i what just grammar (laughs) like you didn't spell (laughs) check or anything
0: i was like a little amateur i guess (laughs) just reaching out to a producer of like a local community show I was like hey like I don't have I have zero experience but I want to learn I want to learn and she was like yeah sure Mm -hmm. she uh she invited me to the studio I was allowed to use their equipment um uh their studio I even did some shadowing and I'm like till this day like I'm super grateful for that opportunity um I feel like if it weren't for that I wouldn't be here sitting and talking to you about this, you know? Um, So definitely it takes a village. Um, Mm. I feel like I've had a lot of help. Uh, And this is why, like, I love Edmonton, like, in general. Like, I feel like we have a great community here. People are very supportive. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I've encountered racism. I remember this one man. I don't want to say his name, but... (laughs) You don't have to name
1: names, but I mean...
0: But I remember him saying... um, I will say this. He was white. Uh, He did say, like... um, you wearing the hijab, like, you won't get any gigs. Um, it'll be a lot easier for you if you remove this. And, like, and I, I remember I was, like, 23 at the time, so I was kind of like, what the hell? But um,
1: that's a compromise. Why yeah. Why do we have to? And that's the thing that I love right now is that there is much more space for us to, to take up space in these rooms without having. Yeah. Yeah. To compromise, right? Yeah. Before people felt like, yeah, oh, I have to change my name because it's not pronounceable yeah. or, or like... Or
0: talk a certain way or, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: But now I feel like, um, I was saying this on our uh, past episode, like, we're in like the middle of this black renaissance, yeah. right? And like, there's an opportunity if we have a voice, if we have a, p- uh, a point of view that we think people can relate to. Mm-hmm. And that's the point of storytelling like, there is a way for us to relate to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is room for us to take up in these rooms now. Like, yeah. before it felt like, and I'm sure you know mm-hmm. the statistics mm-hmm. of people that work in this industry. Yeah. Whether it's screen, in, like the screen industries, period, it's like 85% yeah. yeah, around there. It's not approximate, but mm-hmm. something around 80 to 85% of people who work in the screen industries are white males. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that means, that N- means not even females, not just even white females, males. white yeah, yeah. males, right? Yeah, white males. So that leaves fifteen percent of you know, white females, yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> black females, black yeah. males, right? Yeah. Asian Pacific, yeah. Uh, Indigenous, yeah. Right. Like, yeah. that's not a lot of that's space. Yeah. And now we're, you know, there's all these fellowships and grants and 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 job opportunities mm-hmm. that are for us. Yeah. Because like up, up until now it's been it's erased us, we haven't been there at all, and we've been yeah. here. Right? Yeah,
0: we've been here, but no one opened the door for us.
1: Yeah, but you yeah. just said, hey, I'm just going to send a, a, a yeah. email. an email. It doesn't
0: have to be professional. <laughs> shoot my shot.
1: <laughs> shoot, my, shoot my shot. When was I that? I to lose. <laughs> <laughs> you shot your shot. When was that? 2020?
0: 2017, I think. 2017? So, no, 2016. Yeah, 2016.
1: You shot your shot and now yeah. you're here. You're, you know. Yeah,
0: I was like, yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. It's, Thank it's, you. it's
1: inspiring because yeah. I feel like it removes yeah. all the excuses. It removes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, funny thing. Uh, So some of the people that I've, you know, volunteered with, I'm actually Like working with them right now, so it's amazing. (laughs) It's full circle, right? Full circle, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, you've come a long way, and I'm like, thank you, thank you. So it's awesome.
1: So do you yourself, you know, now being in the position you're in, yeah, like, are you doing mentoring? Do people reach out to you for advice? Like, how about like what about that side of the coin?
0: Both. Both. Boy. So I go out of my way to uh, to different schools. For example, I went to Queen Elizabeth. Um,
1: oh yeah, I used to work there for a bit. Yeah. Yes,
0: uh, lovely school. Mm-hmm. So I was able to hire a student who was working as like my assistant. So um, they helped me with like a couple of like videos, um, editing, and websites. So um, and then I I don't know if you're familiar with Roger Projects. Mm-mm. Okay, so they work with, like, a lot of youth in different high schools, and so we're planning to do, hopefully in the future, um, to do, like, a couple of workshop, media workshops, um, because I feel like we don't have that option, especially, like, especially in high school. Um, I want to show kids that there is a career that can be made of like, if you pursue media, you know? Uh, Because I remember back in high school, I knew I always wanted to do media, but like I wasn't sure how to go about it. And again, like I mentioned, there was a lack of diversity, especially like in Canadian television Um, and not seeing anyone that looked like me. I felt that it was impossible. Um, But in the same breath, I thought, you know, why not me? I could I can make a difference, you know.
1: And now you're giving that opportunity. You're finding yes. ways to give that opportunity to, yes. to to kids that might have that. Yes.
0: And then people sometimes they reach out to me um to speak at events. Um I was actually given an award.
1: yeah. I, I, I yes. What was that award for? I remember.
0: Yes. uh crap. It was
1: uh, Oh crap. No.
0: <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> it was for the uh National Black Coalition chapter in Edmonton. Yes. So they gave me an award for the um arts and media uh section and I was really happy to get it. I met, like, a lot of incredible uh, individuals like Andrew. He's my favorite. Oh, is that where you met him? <laughs> yes, that's where I met him. Yeah. Um, yes, he's he's an incredible individual. Um, but, yeah, it's nice to be recognized, but I feel like I won't until I retire. <laughs> I won't, like, I feel like I I want to do more, you know? Like, I want to be like Oprah. I know it's...
1: <laughs> why? Why is that? No, why is that?
0: It's... it's I want to have my own... Uh,
1: Network. network,
0: you know, I want to have my own network. I want to produce a lot of movies, TV series. I just want to have, like, my own platform, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: Do you feel like you got a lot of stories to tell, like, in the back? Because for me, like, when I started The Gifted Gab, mm-hmm. like, I was actively writing, mm-hmm. like, comedy sitcoms, um, a horror movie, um, like, sci-fi stuff. Yeah. Like, I was actively creating this stuff and then with the in the back of my mind I'm like, okay, like I'm I'm starting this way, but then I want it to lead to this, this, and this. Do you have is that the same with you? It's like do you have things in the vault that you're like, I have this idea that I wanna I just need to get here so that I can do it. Is it like that?
0: Honestly, I'm (laughs) I feel like I'm very open to doing like a lot of different stories. So I've done like a lot of like Islamic related, you know, stories um african stories as well um i've done a lot of i guess for me like there's no limit i'm open to doing any kind of story i'm very passionate about mental you know mental health human trafficking too Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um i feel like that's something that's you know it's happening yes it's not talked about at all actually exactly it's not talked about a lot but yeah there's for me it's like there's no limit i want to do stories about racism Mm -hmm. sexism um, stories about people with disabilities too, that gets overlooked a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, for me, there's no limit. Um, I feel like I love just being able to give others like a voice, you know, to showcase their story and their struggle and, you know, their success, you know, um, it's something that I really love doing.
1: That's awesome. And I, I think, your stories actually so inspiring and I, you'll definitely end up having your own network. I'm not even Thank you. Yeah, that's going to happen because <laughs> I was same thing with me. I was yeah. thinking the same thing like yeah. a network where we can have our own platform, have our own stories,
0: Exactly. Hire our own people too.
1: Hire our own people, yeah. 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 Have you thought about um so you you say stories, when you say stories, you say you mean documentary, do you mean fiction?
0: Documentaries documentaries mostly? Yes, yes. I love documentaries. Um, um, Anything that's even maybe like lifestyle too. Um, I'm really into like non-scripted. Is Mm -hmm. that? Yeah. Non-scripted, yeah. Yeah, non-scripted. But documentaries is like something that I'm very, very passionate about. Documentaries
1: are hard, man. They're hard, yeah. yeah. I'm working on one right now, and it's yes, it, it's beating hard. my. It's beating me. <laughs> yeah, up, <like laughs> it's yeah, <laughs>
0: it's because <laughs> it's, it's very unpredictable. You know, like yeah. you have a vision, but then it can go another way, and then yeah, it's hard. It's hard, but it's very rewarding towards the end. It's like when you see that finished product, um, projects. It's it's worth it's worth it for sure.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm learning. This is like my learning right now, like on. On this project, I feel like I'm learning a lot about what it takes to produce something. Because when you get to documentary, it's much more. Um, it's, it's real. It's real. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so there's a lot of like legality behind that. You know, yeah. with fiction, you can just make up everything. Yeah. As long as nobody else made it up before. Yeah. You're good. You're right. Good, yeah. But with like, you know, clearances and licensing and like, um, you know, budgets and stuff. So I've learned mm-hmm. that I'm much more inclined to instead of producing Mm -hmm. like i'd I'd much rather direct you know creatively um think about you know how does the camera hit this with this kind of light or like how do we get this shot or like what this shot will do besides like i'm i'm i much think much more Mm. um visually yeah as opposed to like budgets and numbers and all the paperwork. It's a lot of paperwork. Too. It's a
0: lot of paperwork. Yes. You don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want
1: to get sued, right? You don't want to
0: get sued, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: I, I feel like yeah. I'm learning a lot about, you know, obviously I, I want to be in this industry. Yeah. But it's more so like, okay, what space do I want to carve out for yeah. myself in this industry? It seems like for you, you know exactly
0: Yeah.
1: where you're going and what you want to do. Yeah. And for me, I feel like I have an idea. Mm-hmm but i'm still trying to like carve out that yeah. niche within yeah. the industry right so yeah. it's a fascinating journey and you were saying that you know you were saying that you wanted to do this in high school
0: yeah but like i didn't really know exactly what i wanted to do like presenting producing writing directing even till this day like i'm still i'm not really sure like if you ask me right now if you had to choose one i would say i really don't know like i love doing everything um,
1: most people do both like a few
0: yeah behind the scenes and like in front of the camera as well yeah
1: yeah a lot of actors are producers or directors a lot of directors yes acting their own stuff yeah you know so it's like yeah. kind of fluid right
0: it's yeah i just i love the idea of like pitching a story do you yes i do that like with most of my um work yeah, yeah. it's kind of like me just pitching mm-hmm. um I, because again it's like going back to diversity it's um We don't have enough representation. So I feel like it is my responsibility to go out of my way to give certain people a platform, a voice, you know?
1: Do you feel like there's this pressure or responsibility Mm -hmm. when you're, like, telling these stories? Like, there is this weight on your shoulders?
0: Yes. I feel like I can't mess up. That's one thing. Um, Like... I can't afford to do any mistakes, because uh, I, I have a lot of haters. You know, like I have. <laughs> <a lot of> <laughs> <laughs> I, <do laughs> I get a lot of hate comments. You know,
1: that means you're um, doing something right, though.
0: Yes, it's. Uh, I get a lot of like Islamophobia comments. Um, it was. I remember like when I, I I've done like two documentaries with CBC, and I remember like the comments were so bad they had to like um, hide it. Yeah. yeah so it's um even now with like city news edmonton it's like some of my like some of my news stories like on the comments like you'll see a lot of people hating and and i'm kind of used to it by now (laughs) which is sad uh, it's kind of sad sad, yeah it's like normalized you know if anything like i feel like it'd be weird if i didn't get any hate comments (laughs) (laughs)
1: you just say everywhere (laughs) and like nobody like
0: yeah but i feel like for someone like me it's like i can't afford to like make any mistakes um if i put anything out there it has to be a hundred percent you know um everything like production Mm -hmm. the story me telling it it has to be a hundred percent you know um yeah so it's like i have i feel like i have to work 10 times harder but again like going into this industry I knew I had to do that to begin with so it's not something new you know mm-hmm. um, yeah
1: it's it's tough It's I feel like it's a high I feel like it's very fast paced yeah I, I don't feel like the work I'm doing is fast paced but i feel like in the newsroom yeah in the in that environment because there's how many story you guys have to have something deadlines. every day deadlines every yeah, day yeah we right? have to
0: do like we have to do like a story every day mm mm-hmm. Um, but luckily, like I have an amazing team. They're very supportive. Um, and again, like they know my background is not journalism. So, um, they support th- you. Yes. They're very supportive, but yeah, journalism is, it's tough. Cause it's like, you're, you either pitch a story or you're given a story and then it's like, you have to produce, you have to do the script, the shooting, interviewing, editing all in one day. And, then it, <laughs> and then it airs. And then it airs. And then Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to cover stories, like, live, too. But I'm not there yet, so.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's probably the highest of pressures.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Do you feel like, you know, obviously with the last two years, we've been through a lot of turmoil in terms of, like, media. Media has gotten such a bad connotation in terms of, like, just information and stuff like that. Do you feel like, or what are your thoughts on, you know, that shift like it's a bit of like been a shift in like the trust in media right like people are like sometimes second guessing you know who's telling what stories Mm -hmm. you know like as a as someone that's coming up in this industry Mm -hmm. you know how does how does that how did that shift make you feel Mm -hmm. what were your thoughts on that
0: Mm -hmm. honestly um it's uh sorry i'm not uh it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's a tricky question. It's a tricky
1: question. You don't have, yeah, yeah. you know, I mean, yeah. it's weird. It's, it was just like, you know, with the pandemic and stuff, mm-hmm. so many people were like, whoa, 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 "Whoa, where is this coming from? And like questioning this and questioning that. And like, I don't know, with like, you combine that with, mm-hmm. you know, social media and yeah. then you combine it with the, the. I, I like to stay away from the politics, but everything kind of throw it in the blender. Yeah. And people were like, you know, Whoa, we don't know what to watch anymore or who do who do yeah, listen yeah. to, right?
0: Yeah. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I feel like, um I will say this, like I feel like every time I reach out to a certain community, like let's say, um, minorities, I feel like they trust me. Um, maybe it's because I I kinda look like them or they black, can relate yeah. to me and they know I just like they can relate to me and um, they know that he, you won't misrepresent them because you're them. Exactly. Cuz I know what it's like to be misrepresented. Yeah, so absolutely. it's like, why would I do that to a different community, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So I feel like a lot of the time people trust me um, when I cover like like, like white stories.
1: <laughs> 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 there,
0: you can see the look in their face I'm like, "Wow, she speaks good English." <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> that it's was funny. um yeah, so I feel like um I I guess, like, I've had, so far, like, I've had, like, amazing, wonderful experience just covering different stories and just, you know, reaching out to individuals. Um, they're very welcoming. And um, and then, for the most part, um, I always like to introduce myself and, like, showcase my work.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just so, like, I could show people, like, hey, like, I'm on your side or I just, you know, my goal is to just...
1: Bring awareness. You, so.
0: That's it. Yeah. That's it. Um, yeah.
1: And, like, the way... like people don't understand that you know the newsroom is thorough yeah you know they have fact checkers they have you know um they do the due diligence yeah. you know they, they cover legalities you know what i mean yeah. so it's not like someone's gonna come here with a, a bullshit story and, and yeah. try to you know like like people know that but a lot of people you know with everything that was going on everybody's like uh well yeah, you know er, people just wanted a reason to be upset about stuff most yeah. of the time yeah um you know, fear-mongering is a thing, right? Yeah. And then there was, like, everything yeah. that was going on at the time. So, yeah. the world was in shambles. Yeah, yeah. I extent. feel like,
0: yeah, I feel like, as a reporter, like, I'm starting to realize, like, I think any story that I do, like, I'll always get, like, you know, I'll always get people not liking the story or having something to say. Um, Which is natural. It's, it's part natural. of the game, right? Yeah, it's natural. Yeah, so I was... Um, It's funny, like, I did a story recently, it was about the Animathon Festival event that was happening here in Edmonton, and for that story, I got, like, a lot of hate comments. Well, not a lot of hate comments, but, like, there was this one comment where um, they were calling me Miss Potato Head, (laughs) 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 and I didn't know what that was, so I had to Google it.
1: (laughs) You don't know what Mr. Potato Head is?
0: No. I had to google it You never
1: had a Mr. Potato Head You never seen Mr. Potato Head
0: No yeah, Toy Story I I grew up in Africa I
1: <laughs> There's no Mr. Potato Head in Africa
0: <laughs> I'm just joking No I didn't know who the character was So I googled it And then <laughs> I was like Oh I kind of look like her Because <laughs> I was wearing like a yellow hijab
1: Okay, <laughs> <I was>, uh, <laughs> That's very self-deprecating humor <laughs> For today <laughs>
0: So, I guess you wouldn't consider that I hate comments, but... Um,
1: it's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it was, just, it was a funny comment, but, yeah. But, like, if I do anything, like, any Somali or Muslim community story, 100%, those ones, I always get hate comments. Um, and it sucks. Um, you know, I feel like, um, you know, obviously, like, you've heard, there's been, like, a lot of attacks against, you know, Muslim women, especially Muslim women who wear the hijab. And, um, to me, it's very scary cause it happened to a couple of my friends and, you know, that could have been me, could have been my mom, you know, could have been my cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's very scary. You know, uh, my siblings, my two brothers, they actually gave me, um, uh, dog spray <laughs> to protect myself.
1: <laughs> I think it's called bear spray. Bear spray, okay. Yeah. Mace, okay yeah.
0: mace. Oh, yes, yeah. mace, yeah, to protect myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and which is, yeah, yeah, I mean, you should. I mean, yes. like, you never know. Yes, you never know because it could just happen out of nowhere. Because, like, a lot of these attacks were very random. Mm-hmm. They happened, like, outside of a mall, grocery store, LRT transit station, um, university campuses. So, yeah, they um they're very like protective of me. Um, so they're like, You gotta you gotta be careful, you know, you're you're wearing the hijab. Um, but I'm I'm not gonna lie, like I don't really use it. <laughs> I'm I'm afraid I might spray it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you spray it,
1: it's like it's yeah. It's yeah. Even if you spray it in that direction, if you like yeah. walk kinda into it, like yeah. you start coughing. Exactly. And, like, lies, and, like you get like pour milk in yeah. your eyes yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Like yeah. it's it's Yeah. It's kinda Yeah. It's 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 crazy that like people can be so Yeah, it's it's
0: yeah. like like I have to be aware of my surroundings and I never thought I would be feeling this like in 2022, you know? Yeah. Um especially like in Canada. Like this is my home. I I was born here, you know. I lived in, you know, in Egypt and Somalia for a bit, but I consider Canada to be my home, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. Um so it sucks that I have to be aware of my surroundings and um, I always have to watch my back, you know, just in case you know no one comes up to me and starts you know, yeah, yeah,
1: it's kind of crazy that there that people could even have the audacity to yeah. and the comfort, yeah, to just be able to walk up to someone and yeah. and try to attack or say something yeah. to them based on what they look like or what yeah. they practice, and there's yeah. a lot of um negative. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for there's a lot of like discourse around yeah. race and, and, and hijab and like mm. obviously like, Quebec like they're yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. and like you know that last year and obviously it's an ongoing issue but you know with all those attacks and everything going on like mm. you know, at the store mm. it's always been this safe space yeah. for people who want to come make dua or, or mm. you know do their prayers and stuff mm. and It blows my mind because it's like, you know, obviously for us, we don't care what anybody practices. We want you to come and feel safe and comfortable. Yeah. But it's crazy to me that people feel like this is the only place they can feel safe and and do that. You know, if they were to do it outside in any other part of the mall or on the street or anything like that, there's a chance for that. Probably more of a chance for that Mm -hmm. kind of attack to to happen to them. And yeah.
0: Because, like, when you're praying, it's like you're you're being vulnerable.
1: You you're know? very vulnerable, yeah. yes.
0: So, yeah. So you want to make sure it's, like, where you're praying, it's it's a safe space. And it's somewhere where you know someone's watching your back and, you know. So, yeah, it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, sometimes, like, I get nervous. You know, I think about, like, my future, you know, wearing the hijab and then, being in an industry where uh, I experience racism in person and online too, it's I always wonder like what what is my future gonna look like? Is it gonna get better, or is it still gonna be somewhat normalized? Mm-hmm. Um, but then again, it's like obviously you know sometimes if you want to see change happen, if you wanna if you wanna you know if you want
1: what am I? You got to be the change you want to see in the world.
0: Exactly. That's what I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's
1: a We got all the quotables on deck.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, Yeah. I, 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 it's, it's very honorable, you know, what you do. I think that for women mm-hmm. everywhere, just to see themselves in, in different positions and things, like you said, you never saw yourself. You didn't think it was possible until you went and you did it yourself. And then you know, other women are going to see that and they're going to feel the same way. Yeah. You know, they're going to be like, oh, look, sh- look at this hijabi girl on TV. Like, that means I, can, I wear a hijab, I can do it too, you know? And I've, f- I feel like with the gift of gab, everything always comes back down mm. to representation. Like, mm. why we started. It's like, we wanted, like, the conversations. We wanted the discourse, the dialogue, the storytelling. Yeah. But we didn't want it from, like, you know, the Joe Rogans or the andrew scholes or the you know whatever influencer or comedian or yeah. whatever that are all white you know yeah. where are the the guys that are black that are having these kind of conversations and talking about this stuff you know yeah. we did see it yeah. so it's like okay let's let's just do it ourselves and then figure it out from there so and then people reach out to us and say man we love what you're doing yeah and it, it makes us want to do the same thing and you yeah. know and like the same way you're saying like Not that you're saying, but how you give back. Mm. You go into schools and you're giving opportunities. It's like, I'd like to, you know, if anybody was like, yo, I want to learn how to do that. Yeah. I'm an open book, man. Like, if there's any way Mm -hmm. we can show you how to do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like reach out, you know, and yeah. hopefully someone sends us an unprofessional email, yeah. and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and, and uh,
0: I'll show you the email too. I'll find it later.
1: <laughs> we'll put it just like you know, so everybody can see that you don't have to be like super formal. Yeah. Just say hey with a smiley face emoji. I'd like to do what you do, like yeah. you know, and maybe it'll yeah. happen for you, you know. Yeah, and it's yeah. I think like just you telling that story yeah. and just making people realize not that. What you do is easy, yeah. But just how easy it, it is, is, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: You know, yeah. I think people are always like, oh, like, oh, I don't want to reach out. I don't want to look like an idiot. I yeah. even do that sometimes. Like, yeah. I don't want to reach out to this person. Yeah. And like but then sometimes like, oh, like, just reach out. Yeah. But what do you I
0: have to lose? You know, it's like.
1: What do you have to lose? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Your dignity? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. It's really yeah. honorable. I think yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like end of the day, it's like no one's giving us anything. It's like you have to go out of your way to seek opportunities, right? So um yeah, so it's like I I still remember that day, funny enough. It's (laughs) (laughs) I like I still remember like sending that email (laughs) and
1: it's such a I think it's the
0: best (laughs) decision I've (laughs) made.
1: (laughs) It's such but it's like it's such a
0: Yeah
1: like from a it's such a humble and like I don't know, it's just such a down to earth approach and perspective because most people just think like there has to be so many formalities. Yeah. You have to have a certificate. You have yeah. to have an education. Yeah. You have to know somebody. Yeah. When it's like, no, yeah. I just sent an email.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I don't know. I, I don't have a car, so... <laughs> 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 so it's like... Um, it's funny because... Um, um, like, obviously, it's like telling different stories. It's like you're always traveling from one place to another. Mm-hmm. You're looking at someone who doesn't own their own car. Mm-hmm. But it, it's still manageable. Like, you could still... You know, you could still, sometimes it's like you don't need everything to accomplish the smallest things, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so sending that email, I always look back at that day. It's like, I feel like it was one of the best decisions I've ever made for my career.
1: You feel like that's the day you changed your life?
0: Yes, 100%.
1: And that's pretty cool that you can pinpoint it to an exact... Yeah point in time because down when someone comes to you and they say hey how do I get started yeah, in this just send an email just send an email you I just tell your story and yeah, then people yeah. will be able to say wow there's an example of that working yeah, you know yeah that's pretty cool i'm i'm actually really happy for you yeah, i'm glad that you. you're getting the recognition you're seeing the strides and inshallah you have many more stories to tell and you inshallah. do have your own network yeah. and you know we bring you back on the gift of gab someday
0: yes 100% yeah and hopefully, I'll do a documentary about you. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. Well, I
1: mean, hey, man. We're not there yet. Inshallah. I mean, Inshallah, 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 Inshallah. 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 Thank Inshallah. you so much for coming. Yeah. Um, let us know where we can find your work. Let the viewers know where they can find you if they want to tap in with you.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for having me. Um, please follow me on Instagram. Um, um, I don't know if I should mention it. Yeah, you can tell the camera. You yes, can tell those guys. Yes. Right so it's... uh. Uh, the the Amal ninety three so it's T H E A M um, A A L ninety three. I only have like one social media account just because I <laughs> I can't deal with too many. <laughs> you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like on there, like on my bio, like you'll be able to see my work and through my highlights as well. So
1: that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah. And you guys heard it here first. Amal Mohammed. Yes. One K is the gift to Gab. Thank you thanks for coming Thank and just like so
0: that just like that I was going to say salam alaikum <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: one for our ancestors <laughs> one, for, one for our ancestors salam alaikum alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh
1: just like that we gone
0: keep it halal not joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs>